Nothing's okay. changed, Bill. Uh, Nothing's nothing changed. Change. Well, good. There's comfort in that. <laughs> all right, all right. There was ooh, an, ooh, that was really hot, Scott. Wow, Can you adjust mic. that? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Sorry, guys. That was a scream-free intro because this is another Justin-free podcast. Um, yeah, Bill. In case you don't know, Justin's pretty much in all of them, but he's busy today. Busy. Yes. Got a lot going on. I believe that. So we're going to hold down the fort for him. All right. So we do have a special guest today. We're going to get into him in a minute. So hold right there, Bill. But Scott Odom. Yes. Yeah, Scott Odom, the pod master over there. You had a very exciting weekend. I did. Tell us about your weekend. I went rock crawling yes. for the second time. But for the first time... In my own Jeep. That is named... Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Hulk. Yes. He is nine... He has a nine-inch lift, I think is what we came to. It means nothing to most yep. listeners. But <laughs> anyway, he's very tall. He has 37-inch tires. Still means nothing yeah, to most which listeners. which that's almost four foot tall, I okay. think. I that's think. a little more than three foot. That's a little more. So yeah, 36 <laughs> is three foot. So 37 would be one inch more than three feet. <laughs> so he's three foot, one inch. Yes. I'm glad I could help you. Yeah, today. so if you have a toddler, <laughs> they're as big as a toddler. How'd you do in math in school? Terribly. I can tell. Mm. Yeah. All right. I still use my fingers and toes. Well, we up because yeah. if you listen to the podcast before, you know that he on a previous episode was going to buy this Jeep. Yes, uh, he has purchased it and he has rock crawled yes. with it. Yeah, the bottom of the door comes about to my chest. He wow. does have a step ladder yes. that he uses to get in and out of it. Is quite fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, mm, yeah. I don't do that in public because it's a bit embarrassing. But <laughs> I do. Like, when I first got it, I was like, man, why am I having chest issues? It's because <laughs> when my chest was hurting. It's for me pulling my big booty up there yes. and getting wow. into the, yeah, because it's, you know, I got a lot of weight, and so I'm having to wrench myself into the seat. But so, it's got a racing harness and all that stuff. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So we're super excited for Scott. I am, too, until yes. the payments start And tomorrow being is made. a special day for you. That's right. It's my birthday. That's right. 37, 37. years old tomorrow. Thank you, Bill. 37. Happy 37 birthday years. to Scotty White. That's I'm the same age as your daughter, Jessica. That's correct. There you yes. go. Right. So, without so any that, further without ado, confidence, we have known. a special guest in the house today. Mr. Bill McConathy mm. is with us today. And Bill, my understanding is, if my memory serves me correctly, and okay. you get this straight for me, you were one of the original founders of the Simple Church. One of the original group of people. Is that right? Uh, that would be accurate, yeah. Yes. I was um, actually at another church at the time as a uh, part-time youth pastor. Yeah, where was that? That was in Dorlene. First Baptist Louisiana. Church, Dorlene, that's right. And in, enjoyed it, had a great time out there. Um, had a great pastor I worked for, and you know, so it was a little bit of a little bit tough for me to leave there, honestly. Sure, but sure. I had worked with Justin in the years past uh, in the uh, youth ministry. Right. Student ministry at uh, First Baptist Bossier. Sweet. And so we had a relationship, and that's kind of how that started. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like Scott in this sense, that you've had a <laughs> lot of different jobs. Because we've, we've talked, <laughs> you and I have talked about, I'm just going to rattle off a couple Except that I remember. I'm 61, and Scott's 37. <laughs> yeah. Good point. That's good a point. good point. That's a good point. point. <laughs> but one of the most interesting jobs I remember you having is you were a milkman. I was at one point, which is fascinating to me because we don't have those anymore. We don't, and uh, it was it was one of my favorite jobs. Yeah, it really was. And now, what company was that with? That was with Foremost. Foremost. And now it wasn't your traditional 
milkman who comes to your home and right. drops it off. However, that wasn't too far removed from those days. Right. Um, this would have been back in the uh, early, late 70s, early 80s. Well, you barely missed it then. Yeah. Because wow. in the 60s, they still had them. Yeah, we actually much later than that. Really? Yes. Uh, matter of fact, where I grew up in Old Green Acres, the uh, my milkman lived next door to us. How convenient. Uh, and he would deliver it up until I was out of high school. Well, at least I would graduate in 76. Wow. So he was still delivering about that time, maybe a year or two before that. So, yeah. Wow. Can I ask a dumb question? I mean, because uh, I'm, I'm not that much younger than you. I'm 53 yeah. next month. Okay. I graduated in 84. Why did you have milkmen versus it just being at a store? What was that all about? Was it something about the fact that it had to be fresh maybe back then? Or what What drove that? That's an excellent question that I do not know the We're answer We're going to research that. And because by the I next just time. grew up with a milkman. and <laughs> So you just in, all you knew. In those days, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that you needed your milk. Perhaps you were more uh, frequently. Okay, we have a hand in the room. Scott has researched it. Yes. Back in the day, uh-huh. milk spoiled quickly. Ah. And so, you know, in the early days, Before refrigeration. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and refrigeration wasn't a big, you That's know. That's what I figured. Yeah. So they would deliver it in the morning. Frequently. Yeah. Because it, it left on your front porch not refrigerated, right? Right. Correct. Which is kind of weird to me. Yep. I'm just yep. saying. In a big, giant glass bottle. Yes. Yep. And then you left those, and they picked those up, right? That's right. Yeah, and right. reused them. Those were the days. Yes. <laughs> yeah, most, and in fact, according to Wikipedia, that uh, most people who did that actually would churn their milk into butter. Well, there you go. So there I remember you. that was one of your jobs, and then kind mm-hmm. of, Timely for right now. I have a daughter that just graduated from Bipsy. Yes. Have a niece going into Bipsy next semester. Oh. And you worked at Bipsy. I did. That's where I actually finished my career in education, if, if you'd yes. like to call it that. How long and were you at Bipsy? I was at Bipsy for uh, eight years. Right. Oh, I thought it was way longer. No, than that. I was in the Bossier Parish school system prior to that for the previous yeah. 12 years, or kind of, sort of. Now, for me personally, you being at Bipsy was life-changing. Well, okay? I'll be. Because, <laughs> because you talked me into entering the Bipsy 100. Oh, my goodness. All yes. right. I missed the first year, and, and you said, dude, you missed it. That's right. This is something you want to be a part of. And I was like, what, what is it? What's the big deal? I didn't mm. even know about it. Well, I, salesmanship is one of my you, top. You, I mean, you had me, you had me at the word go, and it, and it really turned into a big deal for us. My brother, it's a very, very sensitive topic for him because Not he might so have, big of a deal for him. Oh, okay. But after eight years of trying, we finally won the championship. Well, that's a that's, that's life changing for me. So it we. The church was involved in it for eight years? Nine years, actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. We went yeah. nine, because the ninth year we were in it, it didn't come back the tenth year. Yeah. Administration changed in the school. Yeah. That and guy they, got hurt. <laughs> yeah, and there was an injury, and not we, on our team, but. We no. we did have, over the years, some some injuries. I remember yes, the we did. first year. Yeah. Before the very first year, we had, uh, we actually had the track running in the opposite direction. Yes. You and I have talked about <laughs> yes, this. Yes, and the engine was not helping you. Because, <laughs> hard to believe, but I was one of the <laughs> two or three people who actually designed that track and knowing absolutely nothing about 
anything car related yes, yes and so we i don't know i think we just put it together just you, looking you at it though, this, this, this would be good we didn't <laughs> i obviously hadn't paid much attention to nascar sorry about that yeah but uh but yeah we figured out real quickly due to the little uh situation with where the engine sits in those little cars we had it going in the wrong way because yes. every people were just turning flipping over turning every over. lap yeah that was why wow. was the best year what ever what's going on here i was thinking <laughs> i've ridden a go-kart and i never have turned one over and yeah. they keep turning over so for the listener just so you know the go-karts the engine's off to one side it's not in the middle of the chassis and That's they true. had it running the first year where the light side was up mm. and they were flipping over apparently regularly mm. yeah right we yes. did have the ambulance take one guy off. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. He, um, his head just kept hitting those little the barricade <laughs> all the way down. Yeah, but he was okay. It was just a, it just a, yeah. just flesh wounds. Didn't nope. <laughs> didn't Keith Rhodes flip? Keith, R- Keith Rhodes flipped one of ours one year, and then yeah. we put a super light girl in ours one year, thinking that we were going to win on weight, and she drove right into turn one and went straight through all the hay bales and yeah, mashed her head into the steering wheel, and she had to be transported to the hospital. So yeah. It was exciting times. Yeah. But we and won the championship, Bill. And we for some did. reason, they no longer have that race. Let's, <laughs> let's try to let's evaluate but that. But we raised a bunch of money for students so they go to yeah, school. Absolutely. So that was cool. You're a big part of that. And then other things I have listed here is you're a dad of three daughters. I am. A You've proud been married dad. to Ann for how many years now? Uh, that would be 37 years. 37 wow. years. You've been married as long as I've been alive. Wow. Well, actually, it will be 37 in next month. Luke, that Which, is so typical. That's no, as that long is not as I've correct. You'll be 38 next month. <laughs> you are such I, typical. I was correct to start with. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You are such a typical male right now. You count it up. Because if your wife was with you, she knows right off the top of her head. She does. She just blah, 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 blah. She says the number. Guys are like 35, 34, 35. Yeah. Yeah, well, and if you're out there. I remember when if we got married. There. <laughs> if you're out there. She's out I there. I know you're out there probably somewhere. Not listening. <laughs> if you're, in case you exist. And I happen to be celebrating my 28th anniversary this week. Oh, well, I'll be. Look yeah. at that. So what, what do you know about that? That's huh? amazing. On my birthday week. Yes. Well, yes. Um, you know, my anniversary is July 17th. Oh, that's my birthday. Okay. I, I thought there was some connection really? there, Really? And no, that's why 17 your favorite number. No right? wonder you invited me to the podcast. We have Look so much at all in common. This. Yeah. this is like just magic. It's a small There's world. magic happening right I'm now you, in I this feel, podcast. I feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then other roles you play, father, husband. Um, you're also a big heart for missions. Yeah, absolutely. When you're, you're, I call you semi-retired because you really Man. still do stuff. I do. But you are our missions leader forever at Simple Church. And then also on our directional leadership team, which is kind of the board of elders for the church. Yes, sir. So in that thought, we're going to get into the main topic here in a minute. But if you had to pick a favorite mission trip for you, and you think of all the trips you've taken, you've been on a bunch of them. Is there any particular one that jumps out that's like your favorite? Wow. I know that's a tough question. I should have gave you that I in advance. I kind of wished I'd have known about that before. <laughs> yeah, we're not real good at that part. It's, uh, it's interesting you ask because recently Ann and I and – by the way, she went on probably 90% of the ones that I went on. Yep. And we kind of came up with one. And well, guess what? I can't remember what it is. <laughs> how, <laughs> old, how old are you, Bill? <laughs> I'm only 61. Oh, wow. Early huh. onset dementia. That's not old. So, no. Here you, uh, I, you know, I, I can't. I, I don't know if I can identify one in particular. but Right. Um, can I guess? You can. 
Maybe that'll help me. <laughs> I would a- say Tibet. Well, that would be neat, but I have never been there. <laughs> I thought you went to Tibet. I actually went to Nepal. Nepal. They sound similar. Which is Tibet, Tibet, Nepal. Same Aren't they letters. close to each other? Same neighborhood. Yeah. Basically. Same Sorry. continent, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to be fair to you, one of the reasons why it's hard for you to probably pick one is you like to go to different places as much as you can. Like you're, like before, what I remember about you is is that. You loved to establish the mission, and mm-hmm. then other people would continue to do it year after year. And you did some of those, but you like to go see the new yeah, mission idea. That so, is a true statement. Yeah, so I, out of all the ones you've been on, I bet it is hard to pick a favorite. Well, I, yeah, but I, I think that I would have to say the Rwanda trips, one of those Rwanda trips, mm-hmm. I can't really specify yes. which one, but they were, you know, I mean, it was just kind of a overwhelming to be there in that Ooh. on that continent and with with those folks haven't been there myself that's yeah. i'd have to agree yeah and it's and it's one that you can't help but recommend if anybody ever gets an opportunity to go i know they should can i tell you something about up. rwanda that you, changed my life please do i drink coffee because of rwanda look at there i did not really? drink coffee before that mission trip well isn't that amazing and i sat on the front porch of the house we were staying yeah. in mark perkins was on that trip chrissy rhodes is on that trip and they served us some coffee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really a coffee drinker. And I've never stopped drinking it since. Look at you. That's why I'm all hyped up. And you're a better rubble. man for it. Did they you? have a whooper there? No whooper. No. I mean, mm. I have definitely tweaked my whole system since then. I'm way more diva now than I was. It was just black coffee with cream and sugar. Yeah, yeah. But something about it being fresh, you know, it's grown there, harvested there. Well, and the neat thing about the coffee over there that we learned every year that we would go, yeah. so we've relearned it a number of times, <laughs> is they, um, you know, they they grow all their beans there, or yeah. their the coffee cherries, I believe right, they're called, right. and then process them, and then they have the system that you've seen to where they distinguish between the higher grade and the lower Crazy. grade, which I'm sure that goes on everywhere, but we just happen to see it there. Yep. And the high grade stuff comes to the United u.s States as an example and the lower grade they drink themselves yep. just because obviously they're trying to make the most profit as they can mm. as they can off of that yeah product so yeah and, wow. and it was really trippy you said coffee cherry which is interesting because most people don't realize that, you know you see a coffee bean by the time you see it as a consumer a lot has happened to it right but yes. when you go out in the wild where they're actually raised they look like cherries Absolutely. it is the most bizarre thing it's like I didn't even know what we were looking at at first. When we we're on the mountain, I'm like, where's the coffee? There's a wild coffee cherry right there. <laughs> That's right. You look at it very closely. There look it goes. Look at it. Look at it. But if, if I could interject, I know we're having fun here. Yes, but, you could. Uh, the, uh, those mission trips at the time, the Rwanda trip was a different type of trip because, you know, we're, we kind of pride ourselves here in a positive way on doing you know actively doing some things when we get there like dig a water well or feed people or whatever and uh that rwanda trip was really more of a trip of encouragement yes um because you were you know you're going over to kind of celebrate what the organization africa new life ministries has been doing so well for so long and so we were just kind of just kind of cheerleading for them instead of going there and actually serving them. Um, yep. uh, so it was a, it was a different kind of trip, uh, which, you know, made it fun, but also mm-hmm. made it a little odd because we weren't sweating, you know, we weren't going through a work program every day. But wouldn't you agree that you left encouraged too? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And you cried. 
of oh, every he cried time. every mission yeah. trip. Though. And I'm yeah. about to cry now. <laughs> Now, the only, only time I'm almost <laughs> cried on that trip is we went to that game reserve. Yeah. And then monkeys yeah. tried to get in our room. They did. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, dude. What are they? They're not really monkeys. What are they? They were this baboons. Was, this was they a baboon. Baboon. And it was man. called a red, um, probably not red-tailed baboon, but a <laughs> red-bottomed. Red, red-bottomed baboon. Red-bottomed, yeah. Matter of fact, I came extremely dangerously close to being accosted by I that. remember that. And my, Don't they have big, long, sharp teeth? Yeah, uh, huge. And I got within, oh, I would say 18 inches of those teeth as the baboon jumped off of the roof, came to me, standing in the, our little, where we were staying, right? and looked at the baboon. I'm talking about the baboon. <laughs> looked at me and gnashed his teeth at yes. me. Yes. Oh, my God. Terrifying. He, then he just went down the steps and left me just standing there. <laughs> you know why he didn't know. attack you? Why? Because he knew he couldn't handle you, son. I guess that Bill was it. I was a little taller. He, he said, if it would have been me, was he would have ate me up. He would have just said, I'm having him for a I snack. I wonder what he thought of me if he'd have seen me. I don't even want to know. a big boy. But, but I would like to mention in that very that incident, my daughter, Jessica, was actually on that trip as well. And her and her roommates, I had actually gone to their door to tell uh-huh. them to come to dinner or something. And uh, Christy Rhodes was in there. Uh-huh. And they slammed that door. When the baboon came towards us, they went in the room, closed the door, and left me standing out there, <laughs> me and the baboon. Which is a perfect segue into the topic of the day, because Sunday is Father's Day. Oh. Right. Here I am talking about my daughter. All right. Oh, crazy. And you raised three daughters. I did. Right. What are their names? Jessica, the oldest, uh-huh. Emily, the uh-huh. second, uh-huh. and Claire, the third. Yes. So the reason you're here today, Bill, is I was sitting down with my wife a couple of nights ago, and I said, looks like I'm going to be doing the podcast this week. We want to do a Father's Day type theme. Mm-hmm. And I said, out of all the daddies that are in the Simple Church, which one would you think would be the most qualified to be interviewed about Father's Day? It didn't take her two seconds. She said, Bill McConaughey. Oh, my goodness gracious. And I was like, <laughs> Wow. I mean, I thought yeah, it, I thought there'd be at least a little bit of like, mm, uh. well, I'm overwhelmed. Yep, there's here comes a tear. Yep, <laughs> here comes a tear. So oh, it brings back so many memories. But I agree with her because well, I remember, you. you know, we worked together for about a decade, yeah, or so, and I can remember my girls when we moved back here would have been eleven and fourteen. Wow. Okay, somewhere in that neighborhood and. Those are some trying times, middle school, high school. Absolutely. And I can remember just asking you just for advice because mm. you're a little further ahead of me. You're yeah. you know, about a decade ahead of me, right? give or take a little bit. And, you, and you're a girl dad, mm-hmm. which is kind of unique when you Absolutely. have nothing but girls in the house. Uh, matter of fact, it's really kind of strange for me because Ashley's dating Jacob and he's around a lot. And Teresa's having to constantly remind me, you know, he can help you with that. <laughs> right. You know, he can mow or hold this part or work on something. Mm. And it's so bizarre for me because when you're a girl dad, you don't have that. You yeah, just do it. It's hard to let go of that stuff, too. Isn't it? <laughs> Come on, man. Why are you calling me out on the podcast? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's true. I've I, been there. I have I've some of those problems. <laughs> really? Thank you for helping me feel better because. <laughs> <laughs> that just took me to a very funny place. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what we need. One more head in the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scott, what are, yeah, that's what Scott's referring to is oftentimes a bunch of us would try to help Bill 
with whatever project. Yeah. It was generally me. Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah you're, I would agree. You're my top yeah. helper. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't top say helper top. Top helper. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say top helper. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, yeah. so I agree with her that yeah, well, you've done an amazing job. Well, I'm flattered and um, appreciative. Yeah, so real, real quickly, tell us, like, how old they are now <clears throat> and what their situation is. Married, kids, that kind of stuff. Well, I'm going to make this easy uh-huh. on myself by saying <laughs> I was born in 82. Jessica was born in 84. Wait, you weren't, wait, wait, wait. Born, you you weren't born, born in 82. 82. You said I was born in 82. <laughs> oh, okay. We were married in 82. Thank you. Yeah, I think I was born in 58. <laughs> Thank you. He's already losing it. I'm not I'm not used to getting all these now, compliments in one day. Now, you may be confusing that your marriage was like a rebirth. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe that was it. Yeah, maybe that was the mental right. game that okay. happened. Because <laughs> well, I was married in 82. There you go. And uh, Jessica was born in 84, Emily 86, and Claire 88. Okay. Wow. So they're kind of in the proximity of being 30, uh, 36, 34, 32, but they're not exactly that. You and know, they all have kids, right? They do. There's uh, Jessica has three, um, Emily has one, and uh, Claire has two. Right. So you got some grandbabies. Got some six grandbabies. Absolutely. Wow. And that's yeah. a whole. I understand that's a whole another adventure. It is. It's an adventure. It's. It is. It is true <laughs> what you hear. It's. It's. Yep. Uh, not to say that it's more fun than having right. your own children, but it's a lot less. Well, yeah. You get to send them home. Yeah. 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 And you. You. You don't have to. One of the things that I'm assuming that you'll probably ask me is because it's pretty important in uh, parenting is discipline. Yes. And you really, I mean, even though you have your own way of disciplining even your grandchildren, mm-hmm. it's not quite the same as discipline. Absolutely. Disciplining your I own children. I look forward to that, personally. Yeah. I yeah. keep hearing it's going to be awesome, and I believe it. But but that you do you did kind of jump right on what I want to talk about was like, you did an amazing job. Your daughters Thank are you. amazing. They're all married to amazing men. Yes, the kids absolutely. are awesome. And I have asked my son-in-laws to help me with things. Was so it you'll get there. Was it easy for you? Uh, uh, well, it, it not. I didn't do it very readily. It uh-huh. wasn't that anything about them that kept it from being easy. It would uh-huh. all be me because they offer stuff to help all the time. Right. And, you know, it's just one of those things you – yeah. I don't really do a lot of things that I need that much help with. Right. However, if I could share the story. Please. Because this is a recent occurrence. Please. I had to actually call, or maybe I texted, I don't know, all three of my son-in-laws. Because I needed all three of them at one time. Really? Because during the COVID situation, uh-huh. didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Anne decided she wanted a chicken house for, uh, uh. for Mother's Day. <laughs> Uh, so I built her a chicken house, and I'm very proud of my work. I'm uh, not exactly a carpenter, and anyone that has been on any of the mission trips we go on, no, that's not really my forte. Right. But I did get some plans, and I went and bought the materials. This was not a kit, ladies and gentlemen. This was a, a serious. <laughs> I was measuring and wow. cutting, cutting again, and cutting the third time. You know, oh that yeah, kind of yeah. But anyway, I built this really nice chicken house, and. Uh, I was trying to finish it before Mother's Day, and then we had some rain that week, if mm. you remember, and I couldn't finish. And plus, I couldn't, I don't have a shop. Right. I was just doing it out in the yard. Uh-huh. Well, I had to move it under my patio, which is not a big patio. Right. So all of my work, I had to move it under there, and so all of my work had to be done there. And then by the time I finished, it was so heavy, I could not move the thing. <laughs> so the chickens would have been living there outside my back door, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> I called my son-in-laws, and they're all big, strong, young, health, healthy guys. They are. And they helped me pick it up. We towed that thing all the way out about 100 feet out in the backyard. I'm proud of you. And I was, it is kind of sad you had to do call them when you just could not come up with another option. Yeah. <laughs> but that's well, where I'm let's at. Let's don't look at it that way. I understand. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took Jacob with me today to the junkyard because we were picking up a part for a car that's going to be donated to a family in need. And it was not a one-man job. So you would be proud of me. I utilized him. Good for Look you. Look at there. That is, See, that's, that's progress, Bill. You're ahead of the game because this is just a – Normally, I would take Scott. This <laughs> is a true. dating This is a Dating, dating yeah. This isn't huh? even a son-in-law yet. Wow. Well, good for but he. He must be a really sharp guy for he's you to He's a sharp feller. <laughs> I like him. I've met him, and he seems like a really nice tall guy. Tall. Taller, taller than I am. Yeah. Very tall. How tall? Is six foot six? six? Five. That sounds about right. Six I five, I think. Good guy. So going back to this amazing job you did, like when you think about when you were a young dad, mm-hmm. where did you get your wisdom? Like uh, how did, how did you learn to be the dad that you turned uh, out to be? Easy question. Yeah. Because I have great parents. Okay. And I patterned yep. to some extent after them. Right. You know, I mean, my dad was probably a little more of a disciplinarian. Yeah, you're uh, being kind. <laughs> you're being very kind. Than, than we I all know, we all was. knew him. But I have some of those characteristics that yeah, um, yeah. that I I've that, seen you go. I've often, seen you get yeah. tough. Yeah. Jessica has often said you're the only man she's ever been scared of <laughs> when well, you get angry. Well, interesting because I used to say that about my father. So uh-huh. Maybe it's a in the in the genes, I guess. So <laughs> right. But no, and my mother was, and she was the calmer and the you know made sure that kind of balanced. Yeah, because you know my dad was a. Um, uh, you know, a former coach and an educator, and he had just a uh, a way about him to yeah. to get you to do things to, or to keep you out of trouble oh, before yeah. you ever go there. You just didn't go there. Well, Does that make sense? Yes. Well, for the that listeners is. that didn't get to know John McConaughey, which was Bill's dad, we called him Big John McConaughey. Yeah. I did get the pleasure of knowing him. Um, his hands were so big. Yeah. Like when he shook your hand, you felt like a child. <laughs> that's a grown man and if you were a child you really felt small <laughs> exactly but he did he had a, a presence about him just a yeah. commanding presence you know demanded a lot of respect and you know seemed yeah. like a very you know just solid teacher and yeah full he, of wisdom he was and, yeah he was definitely definitely those things and it and you know we've i was able to pick up on a lot you know some of those traits some better than others right and then i kind of went in another direction on some of the traits to make it a little more girl friendly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now I did have a sister that now my dad did not, um, he did not, I guess you'd say discipline all of us the same way because there was three boys, one girl. Uh Oh, and, uh, she, not that she didn't get discipline. Right. But, uh, she, um, you know, he just didn't handle her the same way. I understand. His two sons. And he didn't handle me, which I was the second son, the same way he handled his, first son uh-huh my brother mike who's three years older got he got the toughest part of my dad and then i got the next version and then my younger brother pat who came along much younger uh he got a little different but still a lot of the Is same. that why pat's so silly uh because <laughs> if anybody just blessed, knows pat, he's just gonna... blessed with that that's just a blessing to be. i've known pat a long time and yeah. it is so funny because i don't think most people put y'all together Probably not. Because, you know, you leave and look like John. Yeah. The older you get especially. Mm-hmm. Pat 
is just like a goofball. <laughs> I mean, he really he's smart, super oh, yeah. smart banker, and does a fantastic oh, yeah. job. He helped us a ton through PPP and everything yeah. with COVID. But funny and just goofy. He has a great sense of humor. There's no doubt. I about love that. him. I love yeah. him to death. So. But it's so interesting how you write the birth order thing and mm-hmm. how you're raised. Yeah, you know, affects all of that because yeah, you and your two brothers are very different people. I've right. met, met both of them. And yeah, and and but but you know your, your question was where did you pick up? And I I did just kind of patterned after them, you know, and and even the other adults in my life, which my grandparents and all. We just have you know it's just a blessing to come from them. Yep. I don't, you know, just the family tree is just strong. Absolutely. So that is a blessing. And that's where you've given back to a lot of people because not everybody has that. Yeah. There's broken homes. um, There's dysfunctional homes. There's other issues out there. And I've watched you mentor a lot of young dads. I already mentioned I was one that was younger. It's funny. I never really considered myself mentoring. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We called you. You remember we called you uh, Gandalf the Gray. Ah, you did. Is From that what, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> yeah. Because on that movie, he's the wise one. Ah, uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm not sure if I, I must not have seen that movie. I'm yeah. familiar with it. He's pretty wise. Is that Lord of the yeah. Rings? Yeah, yeah. Lord, yeah of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, your hair never was as long and flowing no, as okay, his. That and he had a very long beard. Yeah, and you yeah. never got the beard quite yeah. that long. Okay. I always had that little goatee thing going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you went full beard for a while. It was uh, kind of weird for me. Yeah. I prefer Just, the look you have now. Yeah, well, thank you, <laughs> thank you, John. It's a little uncomfortable. Can we well, go he back? Keeps looking over. Can we talk about being parents, a parent again. <laughs> so, when you think back to your, so you got, you had great parents that taught mm-hmm. you how mm-hmm. to be a parent. So, I'm kind of thinking of the listener out there that is just getting started, young dad. Yeah. This may be his first Father's Day, or you know, he's within his first five or six years of being a parent. What would you say was the most difficult part of parenting? What did you find the most challenging as a, as a dad? Mm, mm. Well, I think I would have to say the, the teenage years. Yes. Just in general. Um, but, not, but I don't mean to act like I had a really tough time. It I was understand. just harder than the, the younger years. Now, I will say when, when, uh, when my daughters were uh, preschool and, mm-hmm. and early elementary uh, and we were both working at the time. Ann's a nurse, and so right. she was working. So, uh, and her typically that was kind of after they went to all twelve-hour shifts. So, you she worked every other weekend, and usually a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, so, you know, I got I had the opportunity to do a lot of um, girl stuff, right? Um, even, you know, <laughs> just because fixing hair, there, you know, right? whatever it is. And, you know, helping them get dressed when they're younger and so forth. So I got to do things that, that you know, I may not have been able to do or sure. gotten the opportunity. And, honestly, that helped later on during those, yeah. um, what did I say, the teenage, teenage years. years. Yeah. What it helped with that <laughs> yeah. because I think I had established a little different relationship sure. than if I had not done that. I like mean, an you absent know, dad. And, and I'm not going to say it was because I was just this super wonderful guy. It came out of necessity, you know. Right. The, Ann was out making a living, so it wasn't like I was, you know, just say, hey, let me volunteer to do all of these things. I just did what needed yeah. to be done. Well, see, and like me growing up, my dad was a nurse. Yeah. And so he, it was the same type deal, except it was me and my mom. So my, it was me and my mom on right. those days, and then my dad would come home. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that stood out in my memory for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does. I, I and, didn't and have really hair the, to braid, though. And I think the whole issue there is is just time. Sure. You know, I mean, it all... You can break it all down, but what it comes down to is when you spend time with 
anyone, especially your children, right. you're going to have a way of working with them and getting them through things that is probably going to be a little smoother than if you had not Absolutely. developed that relationship. Yeah, I can relate. I remember Teresa worked when Lauren was little. Mm-hmm. By the time Ashley came around, we decided to, to not have her work anymore. But the preschool workers always knew when I got her dressed <laughs> yeah, because her socks typically did not match. The top did not match the bottom as yeah. far as the clothing yeah, outfit or whatever. And Teresa would always just <laughs> look at Lauren when she came home and like, oh, my gosh, how embarrassing. Because <laughs> for a mom, it's a big deal that they look cute. Yeah. And, yeah. But, I, but I do cherish those times. I can remember, you know, driving her to school mm-hmm. or to preschool and she'd be in the back seat and you'd be talking to her. Oh, yeah. And, Good yeah, times, yeah, good memories. Good times. Yeah, and it flies. I don't know if you can relate or not, but would you agree oh, yeah. that it goes quickly? Absolutely, and it doesn't stop going quickly. Okay. Because now we're, um, you know, I, I can't, I'm not going to try to tell you what year they all got married. <laughs> don't even try. I know, you know, it's it's gone by very fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. And if, and if anybody's out there listening that knows me and my <laughs> children, I apologize for not knowing these dates, but I can figure them up, but that, kind of delays the conversation (laughs) yes so but anyway um it it does continue to go fast right you know because now i'm I'm looking at jessica going i can't believe that you're 36 yes or about to be 36 she's actually a year younger than you that's right that's right yeah yeah but uh same class but yeah i mean it's you just uh (laughs) and then you watch and then it just begins with the grandchildren if you're blessed to have grandchildren to where they just all of a sudden you know they're just you know, they're my the oldest just turned five. And right. Three more will turn five within the next um, four four or five months. That's crazy. Yeah. So wow. All right. So flipping the coin to the opposite side, mm-hmm. if you had to pick an era of your girls' lives that it was the best or the most fun, does anything jump out at you as like, man, my favorite era was X? Well, interesting enough, I would say the teenage years. Okay. Even though they were the hardest in some ways, okay, they were the best. Awesome. And, and what made it that way? What do you think made it that way? Uh, well, um, at the time when, like for example, when Jessica started high school, I had, I was teaching and coaching at the time, and mm-hmm. and and was teaching and coaching at the school that she was going to. So, you know, you just you, I had an opportunity to know all of her friends. Right. And and I, my other daughters also, but this kind of started with Jessica. And then mm-hmm. I didn't continue to coach long. I was coaching girls basketball. So I had her actually with, you know, I was coaching her, which was not necessarily the best <laughs> thing. Uh, you could probably get a real testimony about that from her. Uh-huh. Uh, because, uh, you know, when you, when you coach, your personality, which is – I'm. Typically, people would kind of describe me as laid back and right. don't get real excited about things. Or, but coaching will do something to you that's really oh, it's, yeah. it's can be very unpleasant. <laughs> and she has some memories that that I'm not going to share, but I'm sure she could share them that were pretty unpleasant for her, and then ultimately for me as well. But uh, but then I got to. But the main thing is I got to know her, those people that she was with, and then also with Emily and Claire as well because we were doing all this together. Yep. I mean, they were coming to our games. They were playing themselves a little bit in middle school. That's awesome. But we just got to do a lot of stuff together, and, and it's just it's the time element. I mean, yep. you just – that's where the focus was. And that's one of the things I'd have to say, and I'm – you know, you have to be careful uh-huh. giving suggestions. But 
I, I always felt this way. If if I had a and I never had a hobby. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's easy for me to say this because I don't consider you know never played yet. Obviously, if you go play golf with me, you can tell I never <laughs> played a lot of golf. That uh-huh. once a year just didn't cut it for my right. game. Uh, but I didn't develop these hobbies that I enjoyed to the point where I would go do that instead of being with my kids. Right. Uh, so consequently, we just spent a lot of time together. And so their hobbies kind of became my hobbies during that period of time. And, uh, and you just, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of distraction, I guess I would say. I would agree with that. I remember two points that you brought up is I coached Ashley one time. <laughs> in soccer when she was little <laughs> and it was horrible i love this story it's horrible because yeah. i mean i and she one, went on to be a good soccer player too huh? but she, yeah, volleyball, volleyball but she moved over to volleyball she That's switched right. yeah this is when she That's was little right. and i was way too aggressive i mean i'm like <laughs> i mean you would think that they were professional level yeah it's hard expectations not. But then I much more I much more enjoyed when she went to volleyball in high school yeah. because I was not involved. I was only a booster. Yeah, and you but you were real involved yes. with it. Definitely. I, I remember it. that. Yeah. So with both of my girls, like you know, Lauren was big into dance. Ashley's mm-hmm. big into so- uh, volleyball, and I would agree with you that preschool years were tough for me just because I didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. They, they couldn't necessarily communicate clearly mm-hmm. what was going on. I was frustrated sometimes with that. The house was messy. Their toys are everywhere. True. Yeah, you know, that was all. Teresa will tell you that it was a tough era for me. But mm-hmm. I, the older my kids got, the more I enjoyed them. And like today, you know, they're 21 and 24. I'm loving it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to see Lauren tomorrow in Dallas. Right. I can't wait to see her. I get to see Ashley every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is awesome. So, it is. It so is for a the good listener thing. out there, if you're a preschool dad. <laughs> Okay, it does get better. Absolutely. But cherish the area you're in right now. Yeah, don't, and that's one of the things is don't try to rush through any of it to get to the next one because the next one is going to be good and bad. You know, they're all, it's always the same. You're going to have some good parts and you're going to have some tough parts. And to to rush through one to get to the next one, you're going to be disappointed, I think. And then at the end of the, you know, not at the end, like at the end of life. Which I don't, <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm closer, that got dark. I'm closer dark. than I used to be, but I'm not quite there yet. Let's hope is, not. Is, uh, you know, I'm in a period like you're talking about. We, we get to, I mean, I do get to see my kids. Yes. Uh, of course, not as much at the, for the last couple of three months, but Ann cooks lunch every Sunday. Everybody comes over. So all the kids, everybody's there. Now, I will say Rufus has to come every other week because right. he also works that weekend shift as a as a cattle pair sheriff's deputy so he doesn't get to come all the time but the point is we get to spend a lot of time together and it's and it's still i mean it's more fun than ever really right now so right and i'm glad you brought up rufus yeah because with the recent world events um not COVID 19 right which i would, I would say on COVID 19 if there was an upside to COVID 19 is there's been more family time than ever. Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen true. more families outside in the street playing oh, basketball or so. Well, if I could just if you yeah, think please. about that, you can go. I mean, just in our we live in a small neighborhood out mm-hmm. in Halton. It's just got one street with a couple of cul-de-sacs that come off of it. And when we first moved there many years ago, there were 19 children in the first eight houses of the neighborhood. Right. And so and they were always outside playing, you know, and, and this was in the 
90s and since it yeah. wasn't like in the 50s <laughs> you know <laughs> so uh so it was it was like an old just the way it used to be playing hide and go seek you know and then we went through a period where there were all everybody grew up and went away at the right. same time and now we've gotten new families have come in and i noticed just what you're saying like entire families there's this one particular family that has a husband wife and six kids and every day they're walk two times a day they would go out on these walks through the neighborhood and you think that's just really neat because yeah, who i mean unfortunately they haven't been doing it in right. the last week or so because schedules change but it's it's really been kind of amazing that was definitely an upside yeah. and and dogwood's the same it's right. cycling through and the younger families yeah. are moving in so it's pretty cool uh, but back to Rufus, mm-hmm. the other world event that's happened recently is all the racial issues yes. that are going on right now. And one of the things that is admirable about your family, and I'd love to hear how this came to be, is I truly believe that your family does not see color when they look at somebody. How in the world did mm-hmm. you effectively pull that off to where... And I've heard you tell a little bit about this, so I kind of yeah. know where you're going to go with it. But how did that come to be? How is that so comfortable for y'all? Well, um, there's a lot of history there that, that makes it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, even back to my dad with his, uh, even though he grew up in a, out in the country, uh-huh. way out in the country in Bienville Parish. And then, but he went off to play professional basketball. And he also uh, was in the... Uh, army national guard uh-huh. at the time and then during the korean conflict and it's, it's all kind of a blur right i can't really remember exactly how that went but he actually had the opportunity um thrust upon him this would have been probably in about 1948 uh, or 9 and don't fact check me on that because i don't really remember the <laughs> Good, um, close enough but he went to officer candidate school up in uh, i think he was in new york okay and they thought it would be a good social experiment in those days to bring he was the only guy from the deep south there mm. and they uh they being whoever was in charge of who roomed together at that time i think they actually they didn't have a barrack they actually had rooms right and he uh had the opportunity to room with a, a black gentleman from the far somewhere up in the northern part gotcha. of the country i don't know exactly where he was from but it was kind of a they were kind of setting him up uh-huh I think they were setting my dad up more so than the other gentleman right. to see how he would respond right. uh, to that. And they became be- like best friends. That's awesome. Um, so, okay, so now. Hey, just now for let the me, record, let me if, you're, if you're not watching on YouTube, we got our first yeah. tears. Yeah, we got our first tier. Which is normal. Yeah. This is normal. When he goes content. for the pause, yeah. you know it's coming. I love it. This, so okay, so typically when I begin to pause, somebody says something. Uh-huh. Okay, so y'all jump in there. Yeah, don't leave I me hang. See, I can don't see leave me hang. I can see the eyes watering. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so okay, so that all that's kind of where it began, uh-huh. and then we were just we were raised that way. Right. I mean, uh, I never, I never heard. It's good, man. It's good. Okay. <laughs> the neat thing is, as y'all know, I if I get a couple of breaths, I can I can rally up. Yes. Until the next one is. That's <laughs> right. So. Hey. Oh, this takes is me this back. The first tearful podcast. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah. This is the first cry we've ever had. It's all good, man. Yeah, this you're. Is, in, this yeah, is worthy. Inaugural. This is worthy. 
I'm just trying to think this of is things a big, to this say. This is a big issue right now, and people yeah. need to hear how you make this work. Yeah, because that's sure. what that's what all this movement is about is yeah. how to relate to each other and see each other as people and not as a race. Well, I would say then based back, you know, jumping back in here now. Mm -hmm. The uh, okay, so my parents never used derogatory right terminology mm -hmm. any of that or my grandparents that's awesome and uh and matter of fact i can even remember days when you know we would my grandfather was a dairy farmer so we hauled hay we did all that we worked you know whoever was around to do the work came and did the work and you didn't really that's right there wasn't much discussion about any skin color there or people you just worked together that's right uh, and i think that's the way well i know that's how he was raised as well and then so it, it just filters down and it, and it goes, um, you know, it, knowing not as a parent, let me go back to being as a parent. Yes. So if you're going to raise your children to not be um, racist, I guess mm -hmm. would be the only right. term you can use. That's correct. Uh, I mean, I think we all have some prejudices against other people in general. It could has to do with skin color it may just be cultural Absolutely. it could be there's just a lot of different things that can happen there but i think if you're going to teach your children to not be that way then you have to teach them by not being that you way. you have to live it yeah i mean it has to it has to be a now you can't just say look we, you know we i want you to right. we're never going to use this word we're never going to do that we're never if you're not if you're doing it and telling folks not to do it yeah. We all know that doesn't work. It does not work. And so it's just a matter of making it a priority and then just truly, I mean, learning to love everybody. Yes. You know, I mean, it's not, there's really no rocket science in this. Right. It's just, but it's, but it's not an, I'm not saying it's easy. It's a complex issue because of the backgrounds of, of what too many people are being taught. Yes. And, uh, and so I was fortunate that I was not taught that way. That's awesome. I was taught the right way. And then I've been able to carry that on as well. And also now I, I was in an environment where I had friends of both colors, mm -hmm. of all colors, I guess you'd say. Right. Uh, you know, growing up in the, you know, I graduated in the late 70s. Mm -hmm. uh, school integration had happened actually before my time okay. um, in high school. But, but we, we just, we played ball together. We, you know, and that was one of the good things about athletics is you're, that you just your teammates and yes. it didn't we just and i never really had the issues uh with fellow team members uh there was no race issues that i was aware of now i'm not going to say that there may not have been some feelings sure. I, i'm not going to say that at all right but from my perspective we didn't didn't feel that way you know we all went together we we did things together mm -hmm. uh on the when we weren't playing the game or practicing we would be together at, at back in those days mcdonald's had been built in bozier that one yeah. down there and that's where we would go hang out and you know it wasn't unusual to have you know everybody was there so right um so i just had good experiences as an individual and then i was able to just really it was natural i mean i, I can't that's take cool. a lot of credit for well, for making my you carried you carried the legacy on yeah and i think if i was to you know kind of sew that up for the listener is we, as current dads and granddads and mentors, if they don't have that legacy, we have to help them shift to that legacy. 
Absolutely. And that's harder. It's harder yeah. to shift away from something than to just go with what you knew, which you were taught well. Right. Yeah, so I kind of had it. E- it was easier for me. Thankfully. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and you're right. I mean, you so – and you have to create – if you don't have the legacy, then now's the time to create the legacy. You start the legacy. Absolutely. Because <laughs> somebody had to start it. I mean, I don't know – I honestly don't even know who started it in my family line. Right. Um, somebody did though. Somebody did. Somebody and you're, and began you're carrying it on, and well, I can say, having watched your daughters and who they married, yeah, they're carrying it on. I agree, and, and I'm proud sure. of her. Yeah, and that, and to me, like as a as a guy myself, one of my daughters is married. Um, that to me is the definition uh, definition of success as a dad. Yeah, is when you see your daughters, like in our case, mm-hmm. continuing to not only carry what we taught forward but they actually make it better yeah they're actually taking whatever we gave them and they're even going further right in my opinion yeah i agree and yeah i definitely agree and i and i would have to say that um you know now claire my youngest is married to rufus rufus is an african-american um uh, cattle parish sheriff's deputy as i mentioned awesome Uh, guy by the way awesome guy was a really good football player (laughs) i'm kidding i know he's listening matter of fact he's the one that um Put that massive hit on Jonathan yes, Machen in that famous video. video. Go <laughs> to YouTube, find oh, it. Gosh. Yeah, that was oh, that was a funny. Heart. That was a funny thing. Yes. But but actually, my oldest daughter Jessica actually dated a, a, a young man in um, high school and then also in college, a young African American. Yep. And and great guy. I mean, but I'm gonna tell you, don't I? I don't want to sit here and act like it's all been a bed of roses because sure. it, it there were some very difficult days with that because and this is the hard part just mm-hmm. because you have a somewhat colorblind mentality doesn't mean that everybody around you does right and and we did experience some um challenging times with with friends of actually of jessica was really the kind of i guess i'll give her credit for kind of starting the right the more um I guess the more open-minded yeah. Uh, um, yeah. situation, I guess. It's called say. progress. Yeah, and she, and you know, and, and she, you know, I give her credit. She's been so colorblind. Her best friends, or some of her best friends, she had yeah. a lot of great friends, but some of her best friends were, were African-American girls yeah. that she played basketball with. Sure. And, and, you know, so, so we got to, to start with that, and then it just – it just carried on. I mean, it, and it, it becomes very natural. Yeah. And then you kind of go, oh, if people say something about it, it's like, oh, you, you have a black son-in-law. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you go, oh, yeah, I guess yeah, I do. I guess I do. <laughs> I mean, that's just Rufus. That's, yeah. that's, not, a, that's not anything. He, he's just your son-in-law. Yeah. And, that, and to me, that's like, I think that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, absolutely. Is that there just comes a day to where they're just whoever they are. Yeah. You know, it's not what color they are, what race they are, white, black, whatever mm-hmm. color you want to pick. And I think that's – I think we're going to get there. I think it's going to be, as Justin said, it's not a light switch. It's a dial. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know, I feel – I kind of felt bad. We, we were having a big conversation about this at the dinner table uh-huh. on, a, on a recent um, Sunday lunch or yep. may have been a Saturday night lunch now, I don't know, yep. or supper. And um, I made the statement because I was kind of in a – really kind of down about the whole thing that I – I mentioned too. Uh, I don't know if it was Emily that said it or, 
or who who just made a statement about what was going on and it's so depressing and it just mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it's getting better or whatever and i said well you know I, I hate to be pessimistic but i i'm a little pessimistic on this yeah in that i don't know that we're going to be able to root this whole thing that that bad yeah vibe that's there i don't know we i don't think we can get rid of it but it's like what you said and what it's not going to happen right now it's not but I, i'm gonna i mean you know obviously i'm the oldest guy in the room here mm-hmm. um and i know what i've seen during my life right and i and i think it has definitely i mean i've definitely seen improvements yeah you know in the in race relations but unfortunately there's sometimes slight improvement and then drifting back sure it's you know back and forth which is kind of unacceptable really because we're ultimately it needs to be a constant move forward Right. And we don't really have room to go backwards. Right. In that particular issue. And and where I'm challenged on that and I think where we're all challenged is that it really is an individual challenge. Yeah. There is a corporate issue that sure. is very discouraging at times and can be very overwhelming, but I love what Justin says. You're responsible for you. Absolutely. So start the conversation. You know, try to make a you know, difference out there. Try to, to meet people that are different than you and get to know them and sit down with them and visit with them. And I think your family has modeled that beautifully. Well, I appreciate that. And that's, that's why it's so awesome that you're on here today in the middle of Father's Day and the things going on in the world. So thank you for being here today. And before sure. we get out of here, I want to make sure you Wait, talk. Wait, is my time up Your already? time is up. You are done, I was just son. really kind of getting warmed up. <laughs> we'll have well, to we bring you back. <laughs> had to bring you back for episode two. Yeah, maybe not. But, but you mentioned in their time. Mm-hmm. And this weekend is an opportunity for dads to spend time with their kids in a variety of locations across town. It's called Man Day. Is yeah. what we call it. Yeah. And, Bill, you've been a part of Man been, Day. Been a, you are the most interesting man in Simple Church. One of the most famous commercials for Man Day ever done was done by you. Well, there's some painful memories there, John. <laughs> that's not exactly my personality. Woo, that's good stuff. <laughs> but, seriously, go to the website, if you're a guy listening, and find one of these locations. There's everything from fishing to uh, bull riding and custom cars to motorcycles to axe throwing to mm-hmm. golf. I mean, it's all over the map, Hmm. but this is an opportunity because we're not meeting as a church. We can't right now. This is a golden opportunity to spend a couple of hours with your kid, Ah, our kids. Good plan. Family's invited. Bring the wife, bring the kids, but listen to Bill McConathy and spend some time together. Absolutely. All right, do it. Can I add one last thing? Yes, you can. One closing I feel a little guilty here in my conversation because... I didn't really talk about how important having a great wife is to. That is a big deal. And that was a mistake. So, <laughs> but it's Father's Day. for everybody out there. But, but to your credit. And gets more credit than I could get oh, for I, any of this. We all know that. Okay. Well, as long as everybody knows. Any that, guy out there. Man. Yeah. Any guy out there knows that your wife carries most of the Absolutely. load in any family. Absolutely. I would 100% Sometimes agree. Sometimes quietly. Yes. Sometimes Not a, a little more vocally. Not a lot of accolades, yeah. but I totally agree, Bill. My wife's same way. Super, super blessed. You're super blessed. Absolutely. So thank you for remembering that. Yeah. And uh, and you are awesome too. Well, she thank makes you. me laugh. <laughs> she is funny. She loves you, Scott. Absolutely. Oh gosh. She She's the one laugh. that 
sent me up to the door with your. That's <laughs> it was her idea, but she did yeah, let she, me. She handle sat it. in the car and waved. That's right. I said, oh, but hey, let me just say this to you. She's been working on the front lines, as they would say, as a nurse yes. during this whole COVID, and and honestly, she's a little uncomfortable with that. The way people, you know, talk about that because she works with mothers and babies, and honestly, she hadn't been in the what she considers right. the front lines, which would be emergency room and the intensive care. But anyway, that, you know, we got to give a lot of credit out there for those. That is folks. a great <laughs> reminder that this battle's not over. No. With COVID-19, there are frontline employees, first responders, um, law enforcement, fire, you know, people yeah. out there that are embracing it every day and are at risk every day. So thank you if you're listening, if you're in any of those categories. Absolutely. And please sign up to be a part of one of the events this weekend for Mandate. It's going to be a blast and don't miss our next episode. You never know who we might bring on. Thank you, Bill, for being here today. Thank you, Bill. Until next time. Peace. Peace out. All right.